From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 13th of June 2022. Good afternoon. Today we'll be discussing some of the biggest stories, including the results from the French election and the Northern Ireland Protocol. We'll also be discussing the UK government's Rwanda immigration plan. But first, the use of cluster bombs in Ukraine. This morning, it was revealed by Amnesty International that Russia has killed thousands of innocent people in Kharkiv using cluster bombs. In essence, a cluster bomb detonates in the air and releases smaller bombs which fall over a large area. The fact that these bombs are, by design, indiscriminate means that they're banned under international law. Aside from just the cluster bombs, Kharkiv has been hit really hard throughout the course of the invasion, with Kharkiv's military administration estimating that 606 civilians had been killed and 1,248 injured. Amnesty's discovery is yet more evidence of war crimes committed in the besieged nation. Discussing this, Amnesty said in their report that the continued use of such inaccurate explosive weapons in populated civilian areas, in the knowledge that they are repeatedly causing large numbers of civilian casualties, may even amount to directing attacks against the civilian population. Turning to the UK, the government has today introduced new legislation that would override the Northern Ireland Protocol. The bill puts forward what the government claims are four durable solutions in four key areas. Trade, regulation, tax and spend, and governance. Firstly, the bill establishes two channels, a new simpler green channel for goods staying in the UK and a red channel for goods going to the EU. Secondly, a dual regulatory model is to be established with businesses able to choose between placing goods on the Northern Ireland market according to either UK or EU rules. The UK will also place Northern Ireland under the same VAT and subsidy regime as the rest of the UK. Finally, the ECJ will lose its role in dispute arbitration. In any case, the government continues to assert that the proposals are consistent with international law. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Moving across the channel, where it looks like Macron's majority in the French National Assembly might be on the line. On Sunday, France headed to the polls in the first round of the parliamentary elections. Preliminary results put Macron's coalition, Ensemble, neck and neck with the left-wing Noops Alliance, backed by the far left's Jean-Luc Mélenchon. According to the Interior Ministry, Ensemble garnered 25.75% to Noops's 25.66%, i.e. a lead of just 0.09%. Whilst the second round generally tends to favour more centrist candidates, such as those from Macron's coalition, it still doesn't look good for the president. Current projections by polling firm Ipsos see Ensemble getting between 255 to 295 seats, a huge decline from the current 345 seats his coalition holds, and potentially meaning no majority in the Assembly, which would require 289 seats. Over the weekend, a group of senators announced a limited bipartisan framework for gun control following last month's mass shooting. The agreement in principle, which appears to have the support of at least 10 Republican senators, is filibuster-proof and would see a number of new measures brought in. The agreed proposals would see tougher checks on buyers under the age of 21, as well as a push to crack down on illegal gun dealers. 
The proposal also includes a so-called red flag provision, making it easier for states to, the proposers argue, create and administer laws that would allow states to temporarily take guns from those a court has determined to be a significant danger to themselves or others. Whilst the proposals, in the eyes of some, don't go far enough, they would constitute the most significant piece of US gun safety legislation to pass in 26 years. Moving back to the UK now, and a week on from her Platinum Jubilee, the Queen is celebrating yet another achievement, becoming the second longest serving monarch in history. Coming to the throne on the 6th of February 1952, at just 25 years old, the Queen's reign has, so far, lasted for 70 years and 127 days. This means that she's beaten out Thailand's King Pumipala Duliadev in terms of monarch's longevity. The only monarch throughout history to have been on the throne longer was France's King Louis XIV, who reigned for 72 years and 110 days. He became king at only four years old. The Queen is already the longest serving monarch in the UK and has been ever since she surpassed the length of Queen Victoria's reign in 2015. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want more, including our discussion of the UK government's Rwanda plan, then watch the extended edition of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.